Hi everyone. Happy Tuesday. So it is 2.30 right now on a Monday and I've got like 30 minutes before Jude wakes up from her nap. Oh wait, no, I actually just realized we changed her schedule. So fun, you know, little tidbit. So a few days ago, she just like naturally, I guess it just kind of happened, went down to two naps. And if you guys are moms or thinking about being moms, this is a big deal because for so long, like I've just been confined to my house and I swore I would never be that person that would like be on such a schedule, but she's such a good sleeper that, you know, I, I value my sleep. And so I value her sleep as well. Um, but like, I haven't had much of a personal life, um, for like the past eight months. And I've talked about this before, but like, I really thought I was going to be like on the go with her and just like take her everywhere. And it's, it's, um, (laughs) It's just like a lot harder than I thought. And she's a really good baby. But anyway, so now she's down to like two naps. And so her next nap will be done at 3.30, or 3.30. And then she's up to like 6.30. So um, I decided to really quickly record this episode because this is like how the new schedule is going for me is like I just record when I can. And honestly, I don't really love sitting down and forcing myself to record because it's just like, well... I don't know. I'm kind of rebellious in that way. Like I don't want to be told what to do. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so we launched the social media guide last week and it was so fun and I kind of like went rogue with it. I decided just to like pre-launch a bunch of physical copies, um, just like for fun and ended up doing really, really well. So now it's, it's available as a, an e-guide. So it's an, a download and I'll tell you why, you know, yes, I could have physical copies available and maybe I'll do some more in the future. But the whole point of this guide was that I really wanted it to be digital. Like that's the way of the world. Um, everything is digital and like online trainings are digital, um, or should be if they can be. Um, and anything like educational is just great if you can make it available as a download and just something that somebody can purchase on your website without having to, I don't know, see you in person or, um, for you, like as a business owner, so you don't have inventory. So obviously like there's cost, you know, in the beginning to create this guide, but now I've made that money back. So now we're, we're like going into the green now. Um, hopefully that makes sense for you guys, but like there was costs up front, like designing it and the time, like I have to think of it as like my time was spent doing this, you know, Abby's time was spent doing it. So I pay Abby, pay designers, pay myself, so to speak. And then you come up with a number of like, okay, this cost me, let's come up with a fake number. Um, let's say it's $5,000. Well, it's not that fake. Okay. Let's say like 3000 to put together this guide. Maybe you guys are thinking like, Oh, well, this is just like, if it's your own time, it doesn't cost anything. No, that's totally incorrect. Because like I had to set aside time for this when I couldn't take clients or I wasn't like, you know, launching products as much. So, um, anyway, but so we sell some copies, we get into the green. Now everything is considered profit. And, um, Spencer was actually the one that was like, you know, we need to get into more digital products for you. And I totally agree. So I was kind of wanting to like scale back on the amount of physical products. I just like, don't want to deal with inventory. It's a lot of work and a lot of stress. And, um, I want to just like be really, really 
um, intentional with like what I'm putting on the website as far as products go. So anyway, so it's digital, it's a digital download and it's beautiful. It's like designed beautifully. All the tips are amazing, but I suggest that you read from a tablet or from a computer. Like you can scroll on your iPhone, but it's just like visually it's better on like a big screen. So um, anyway, that launch went really well and thank you guys for supporting and uh, I was just really excited about it and I can't wait to do more. I feel like the next one's going to be probably branding, which makes the most sense. Um, I wanted to do like a series, so I'm thinking branding is going to be the next one. Um, but today I just want to talk about, I got a few questions in my DMs and I thought I would just kind of go over some. One of them was... Um, somebody said like, what are three blog topics that you could write about as an esthetician or a lash artist? And I get this a lot. Um, a lot of you guys like want to do a blog, but you're kind of like, wait, I don't know where to start. I'm not a blogger. Um, look, you don't have to be a blogger to have a blog on your website. It is a really great form of like organic, natural, like SEO. And what I mean by that is like, you have a better chance of being seen on Google with blogging because you're constantly updating your blog or you should be. And so when you're updating your website, Google likes that. Um, And so that's like a one reason that I really like blogs for websites. Another is, you know, the whole point of being in our industry is not only being a service provider, but it's really being a resource for your clients. And, you know, you want them to always be coming to you for like for all the advice that they would need in the beauty world. So another way to do that is by blogging, you know, because you can't be talking to your clients 24 seven, but I see blogging, I see social media, um, as like extensions of your website and extensions of your treatment room. So if they can't see you in person, how else can they grab you? You know, how else can they, um, how else can they get their questions answered? And some people like blogs, some people like newsletters, some people like Instagram, some like TikTok. So pick your poison Um, and don't be afraid to start your own blog. Uh, It's really, really, really simple. Usually most websites have a blogging platform um, right like on them. For example, Shopify and Squarespace, they both have them. So, but it can be totally overwhelming because you don't really know where to start. And I help a lot of my coaching clients with this, like they'll book a whatever call you want to, and we'll sit for an hour and I will help them write blogs, which is kind of crazy. I'm sure you guys did not realize that, but I help a lot of my clients with actually writing the blogs, organizing them and launching them. We'll even make blog graphics. So anyway, if that's something you're interested in, you can book any of my coaching calls. It doesn't really matter which one. And then um, you can just tell me, you can email me that you want to work on blogs. But here's three blog topics that you could write about today to get started as an esthetician or a lash artist. So, so simple. But first is like (laughs) pick a product or pick a handful of products that you currently sell. And I want you just to break down um, what order they are applied in on your face that might seem like common sense, but for your clients, most of them don't know. And you might tell them while they've seen you for a treatment and then they leave, they walk out the door and they're like, wait, what, when do I put the hyaluronic on? You know? Um, and so people forget. So this is a good 
place to remind them is the blog because the blog is forever. And so you can always say, go to my blog and read this one. Um, Another one is just something health or beauty related. This is the best way to turn your business more into a brand. And what I mean by that is like, it's more of a feeling. It's more of a lifestyle. It's not just a business. It's not just transactional. So something health or beauty related could be, you know, oh my gosh, like anything, anything to do with maybe like fashion too, or uh, like your favorite green smoothie to keep your skin, you know, looking healthy and glowing. Uh, It could be your favorite makeup that you're wearing for the summertime. Um, Again, you guys, we are trendsetters in the beauty industry and we are the people that our clients look up to. And so they want to know like, whoa, what foundation are you wearing? Side note, I've been currently using Ilia and I was using them last summer and then I just kind of got over it. And I think whenever it gets like to be winter or like turns colder, for whatever reason, the Ilia tinted, it's like super tint, I think is what it's called. It doesn't really work in the winter, Um, but once it gets warm out and once you're going for that like really, really dewy look, it's really beautiful. So I mixed two shades. I can't remember what they are, but I've been really loving Ilia. Okay. So those are, we did health and beauty. We did products in what order. And then the last one is just like, pick your favorite product and, and like, just break it down why you like it, how to use it, where to buy it. Those are your three blogs. So simple. Um, for me, I have like a whole calendar where I just put in blog topics and most of the time I come up with them when I'm not supposed to be blogging. So I just have like a running list on either like a piece of paper or in my, um, like Google documents. And this is like where I dump everything so that when I'm not feeling inspired and trust me, it happens a lot that I can go to the list and be like, okay, today you're going to talk about this thing. And this list can also be used for social media as well. It doesn't just have to be blogging. So I have a whole list of like random ass ideas. Um, gosh, there's like, I'm looking at a piece of a, a pad of paper right now. And there's so much stuff on it guys that like it's gold, it's gold. Um, for example, I have written down the smart method and this is off topic, but like I've talked about this before, but I think I should share it again. The SMART method is stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-based. This is like a great way to get things done. So specific is really helpful for effective planning. When you're specific about something, you can plan better. Measurable helps you keep track. So for example, when I was launching the guide, every day I tracked my progress. Every day I was like writing emails to Abby, like, okay, you know, we got this done. What's the next step? It wasn't just like, Hey, we're going to create a guide. We had to break it down into measurable, you know, things that we could actually check off of the list attainable. This is a really, really great one. Um, you know, like I'm at the point where things in my life need to be attainable and I really like to keep it realistic. I think it's great if you want to like shoot for the stars, but for me in this moment, I'm all about realistic expectations. And that's how I'm able to, to really, truly achieve what I want. Relevant is like, you know, should it align with your values? Um, things that other people are doing might not be relevant to my 
lifestyle or your lifestyle. Time-based, set an end date. This was huge for me when I was pregnant. I was like, look, by this date, I want this guide done. Now, done is different than out and able to purchase. And it was done a long time ago and it took a a lot longer to be able to purchase it, but I got it done. So a few ways that you could use a smart method um are number one specific get specific with a goal that you have so one goal could be that you're sell upselling 50 percent of your clients one product or add-on it's really hard when you're like okay i just need to like sell more retail no you gotta get specific okay the next one measurable check your sales and numbers every single monday and this is something you can just put in your calendar and i think this is actually something that a lot of my clients that I talk to don't do. And I mean, I never did this either. So it's, you're not alone if you're like, oh yeah, I definitely don't do this, but pick a day and check your sales and your numbers from the previous week. And then for the next one, attainable, instead of starting with like, okay, a hundred percent of my clients I need to sell retail to try 50%. Then relevant is like educating, sharing, and testing your top three products or add-ons. So like seeing what is relevant for you, seeing what actually works for your clients, not somebody else. And then time-based is like your goal every week. You should have you should have a goal for every week for 30 days and then track the results. So like be consistent, but have, you know, like an end goal end date. Um, so hopefully that helps you in regards to like your business. Um, that was just something I randomly had on a piece of paper and had nothing to do with what I was going to talk to you about today. But, um, I wanted to kind of go over just like some really super basic common sense things that we as professionals sometimes tend to overlook. And I am so guilty of this, but just a few things to think of that you're like, Oh, maybe I haven't done that. Okay. So number one, when is the last time you've checked all of your products in your room, whether it's lashes, whether it's hair, you know, skincare, whatever, check the expiration dates, check if you're running low and also check and see, is there anything here that I really have not used in a long time? And can I get rid of it? I'm all about consolidating and, you know, working with less. And so I just remember when I was lashing, I would have like, I would buy everything, every gadget, every tweezer, every adhesive. And then I realized, wait, okay, I can actually do this job with less. I don't need all of these things. So go through, you could do this weekly and just go through and kind of refresh your inventory and just like, you know, take note of like, what is, what's being used the most And this is also something that would be helpful for an employee that you have for them to do so that you don't even have to worry about it. And then they could just shoot you an email and be like, this is what's in stock. This is what's low. This is what we haven't used. Um, That was the first one. The second one was checking your numbers. This is another thing that I talk to a lot about my clients. A lot of you guys have no clue what you're even making. And I am right there with you because I've been there and... I would just like move on to the next week and the next week and not even know what I made the following week. I would just know that my bills were paid, right? But I think being in tune with, you know, what's coming in to your bank account and what's going out is very, very important. 
if you are a business owner. It doesn't mean any, well, first of all, you can't say I'm not good at numbers. It's not my thing because look, it's not my thing. But I know what's coming into my bank every single week. I know what's going out. I know what sold, what didn't. Um, I know how much each of my products cost. I know how much a bag costs, what a label costs me, how much shipping is. And if I don't know this, it's written down somewhere. It's written in a spreadsheet, but I actually have all this memorized because that's just how I am. So I think it's really important for you guys to get, you know, aligned with your business in that way, knowing your numbers, knowing like what is selling, what's not like, when's the last time you did a, an acne facial? Do you even have clients that have acne or are they all coming in for, you know, a hydroderm really get to know your business? I think it's just so important. It's so underrated and you'll probably find out a lot, a lot of things that you didn't, you know, really pay attention to before. And you might realize that you could get rid of some things or maybe that you could add some things. Um, so that's another thing. And then the other one was just showing up on time. Look, I know that this seems obvious, but it really makes a huge difference if you show up early and you give yourself time to like get ready for your client. There's just nothing worse than rushing in. And I've Again, I've been there. You're rushing in, you're like slamming shit around. Your your client walks in, you're like, oh, I'll be be right with you. I mean, really the goal is to always be there, ready to go, so that when your client walks in, you can like welcome them. The vibe is like calm and relaxing, you know, you're not flustered. And I just think it's so important to before you start your day in your space to make sure that it's, it's ready to go and that you are in a good, you know, frame of mind. You've got like your music going, like give yourself a moment before you take on (laughs) all this wild energy from your clients, like all day long. And then you're burnt out, you know? So I would say like set your day up for success, show up early and give yourself time afterwards. Like if that means that you've got to cut your day short so that you can give yourself 30 minutes after your day to just kind of unwind and decompress before you go home, really try and do that if you're able. I just think it's so, so important. Um, and then actually, I got this piece from my girl, Jessica Martin. She is, you know, I talked to so many of you guys on Instagram. Sorry, I'm typing in my computer right now. And I have so much fun getting to know you guys. And I had asked skincare. I'm trying to find it. I had asked you guys to send me just like your desert island skincare products because I like knowing, um, you know, like what you guys are using. I think it's like, I don't know everything. So um, Jessica Martin is on Instagram and her handle is skincare with Jess skincare W Jess. And, um, one of the desert Island products that she had that said, she said she can't live without was her hemp's triple moisture body lotion. And then I wanted to know her best tip for setting up her workspace for clients. Cause I think this is just so helpful. I love hearing what other people have to say. And she said she likes to arrive early to prep her room. So she's not rushing and the space is calm when her clients show up. Um, she sets the tone by turning on chill vibey music on Spotify. Side note, I have tons of great Spotify playlists. So if you go to my 
highlights on my Instagram and the highlights are those little circles below like the profile information. And I have a playlist one and I love creating playlists on Spotify. So there's a ton there. So you could play one of those for your work day. She uses essential oils in her diffuser, warms towels for her facials, turns the bed warmer on low. I love doing this even when it's like really hot out. I know it sounds weird, but there's something about just like a lukewarm bed that's very, very comforting for clients. She softens the lights and she also sets out her implements so that she's not making a lot of unnecessary noise during the facial treatment. And I love that. I think that's like such a good tip. Um, That just reminds me too, like getting everything out and organized and I just remember this from esthetician school, like you, you want to be able to move around in your stool comfortably, but you're able to grab everything. So you shouldn't have to like be reaching and digging and, you know, hunting around for things. You should have everything out and ready to go. So that way it's quiet in your room. Again, you're not banging around tools. You're not opening a ton of drawers. Um, your clients shouldn't hear what you're doing. So yeah, those are just a few helpful tips that I thought I would just share um, that are very underrated in my opinion. Okay, lastly, hot topic. Should you raise your prices? And this morning I was talking to Spencer and he was like, well, I was like, do you have any topics I should cover? And what's funny is I forgot that I wanted to talk about this one. And he said, what about you know, raising prices, like prices are going up with gas and products and like, you know, at the stores and all that. So how does that, how does that pertain to, um, you know, you guys as beauty professionals, like, are you raising your prices? Do you feel uncomfortable raising your prices? And I just think it's something very important to go over one. Yes. You should always be raising your prices Two. You should always be transparent when you are raising your prices. Um, Three, you've got to be strategic about raising them. How are you going to raise them? How many dollars? You know, what does that look like? How do you explain it to your clients? But I think the most important thing is to kind of play devil's advocate. And really, you want to think from a client's perspective. And Spencer had the greatest, um, I don't know if it's a tip, but he just like always says stuff. I'm like, that's genius. But He's like, something to think about is, you know, the second you raise a price, somebody like naturally just expects more, right? Which is interesting because you're raising your prices, but you're not giving them anything more. You're just raising them because you need to, (laughs) but you've got to remember that people immediately think, this is some people immediately think, okay, well, what am I getting? Like you're charging me 10 extra dollars. Like, am I getting an extra massage or like, and it's like, no, you're not getting anything. (laughs) You are just paying 10 more dollars and I'm doing the same exact service. But keeping that in mind that if you are raising your prices, you need to step it up. This doesn't mean that you're like putting extra lashes on them or that you're giving them an extra 15 minute massage. It just means you need to mentally show up for that 10 extra dollars. Um, to me, $10 is nothing. My hair girl raises her price. I'm like, great. I love you. Amazing. My lash girl raising her prices. I don't even think about it. That's not how a lot of people think. And we are in the beauty industry, but it's like, it is a luxury service. Well, for some, it's like a necessity. And so that's amazing because we have like 
lifers that will do anything to get services with us. Um, but just keep that in the back of your mind. Like someone down the street might be charging $10 less and you know, your client can always go there. So how can you show up if we're not giving them necessarily anything more that's like tangible, how can you show up for them? Give them a little bit of extra love. Uh, make sure that you're dressed to impress. Make sure that you're on time because at the end of the day, this is a transaction and your clients are like, love you. And you guys can like shoot the shit all day. But let me tell you, you show up late and all of a sudden it becomes a transaction. And they're like, huh, maybe I don't want to go to you anymore. Maybe I will go down the street. So it's something to keep in mind. Now getting into like how much specifically you should raise your prices I mean, this is like all, it's all relative. It all depends on your business specifically, but I will tell you, and again, this is not me plugging, but I spit, sit, spit down. I spit down. I sit down with my clients virtually and we go into everything. Last week I had a girl, and this is why I actually want to talk about this. Um, we went into like raising prices. We broke down what she was making per client. We broke down what her rent is each month, how much she needs to be charging per client in order to make X amount of dollars. Like we went into all the things and like, I'm not going to get all in, into that in a podcast episode, but I will say if you're that person, that's like, I don't know what I'm making and don't be, feel afraid and don't be embarrassed because We've all been there and we all, a lot of us are currently there, but book a call with me. I can like help you walk through it or I can walk you through it. We can figure out a game plan for you because I want you guys to be making money. And if you're charging $50 for a fill, take away all of your products and all of your, you know, all the things and paying you, you're not making $50 a fill. And so, you know, don't forget your worth, but also be realistic and also be, you know, gentle with your clients. And remember that like everyone is kind of going through something, you know, like you need to pay your bills. They need to pay their bills. So you really have to sit and think about what you are okay with making, take away everything. And beyond that, what are you wanting to be making? Maybe you're not there yet, right? Maybe you like are going to start start with your, Hey, I'm okay with making this, but in a year I, w- I want to be making this. And again, you could go back to what I said earlier about the smart, um, what like the smart way of goal setting and be specific. Like I'm okay with making this right now. And in six months I'm going to be charging this. And then in six more months, I'm going to take, you know, a, an education course. And so then I'm going to charge this. Um, but just be transparent with your clients. Let them know. Let them know in person. Send out a newsletter. Um, I don't know about necessarily, like, I feel it depends for Instagram. Like, I can't remember who talked about this on their own Instagram, but I kind of agreed with it. It's like with policies and procedures and cancellation things, I think that stuff is best for a website. Like Instagram, I know is a platform for you guys where a lot of you guys run your business through that and not your website. But a website is a great place for all of this stuff. That way you can send them to that and like keep Instagram fun for marketing, you know, like for inviting clients in. You don't want to scare clients away by being like, 
you better show up or I'm going to charge you. And this is my cancellation policy or like I'm raising my prices, you know, everybody run. (laughs) You like your Instagram should be fun in my opinion. So like keep the, keep the like boring stuff to like a, a page on your website that you can like drop a link and be like, go check out my policies and procedures here. Um, that's my opinion. Okay. And then lastly, um, I can't remember who else posted this, but like angles, I was just dying laughing angles of, um, pictures for lash clients. And it was showing like, you know, up the nose, how that's like a terrible angle straight on how that's a great angle. So like, you know, simple before and afters are like the best way that you can post on social media. And they are very, very easy. And you know what? You just need to get in the habit of asking your clients like, Hey, do you mind if I take a before and after, It'll take two seconds. You don't need to film anything during their facial, but like maybe you just do a head on, they walk in the door, boom, you take a picture of them and you have like a cute background or a certain place you always take your photos. And then afterwards, boom, you take an after photo. And this can go for lashes, this can go for skincare, but it's it takes two minutes of your time. You can, you know, bank up some great photos and you have them for your Instagram. And it's a really great way to show people, Hey, when you come book with me, this is what your skin can look like after. Or when you come get lashes with me, this is what your lashes will look like after it's, um, people love visuals, you know, but I know how hard it is. Like when you're in that room to be taking video of, of what you're actually doing. And so just quick snapshots like that are money, but making sure that they are like a good snapshot, like up against a wall or just like, I don't know, not necessarily overhead because it's kind of hard to see what's happening. Um, so anyway, I just, I wish I could remember who, who talked about that, but, um, yeah. And then lastly, like as far as the social media guide, like there's so many great tips in there, but my best tip for social media, cause I always go back to social media is like, just have fun with it it doesn't have to be so serious. It doesn't need to be like this daunting thing. Um, just show more of you and show things that you enjoy and like, just don't forget why you are a part of our industry and why you take clients and why you do what you do. Like think about what you love about skincare and what do you love about lashes and just like find ways to share that. That's my best advice. I know social media can feel so daunting at times but if you think of if it is like a creative outlet it can be it can be fun and if you have those days where it's just not feeling fun just pull back a little bit but just don't forget to show up don't forget to show up um and that's my best advice so i hope these tips today were helpful this is pretty short and sweet but you know sometimes i think short and sweet is best and i'm really excited because we're working on a new collection for lash t-shirts and skincare and something that I haven't done in years. Uh, we're bringing it back and uh, these things just take so much time. So it's like, I'm antsy. I, we have the ideas, we have all the designs, but we just need to see the designs, get samples printed. So who knows when they're actually going to be live. I'm going to shoot for like end of May. That's what I'm hoping for, but, um, I'm really excited and I can't wait for you guys to wear them. Um, if you guys have any specific questions that you want me to dive into on the podcast, please let me know. You can shoot me an email, Lorena at dearlashlove.com. Um, I always love when you guys share the podcast 
to your stories or, you know, just like sharing anything that you found helpful that I've created, like a blog post or an Instagram post. I really do appreciate it. And, um, you know, I ask you guys tons of questions on Instagram and it's really cause I'm like doing some market research and I tend to use the answers that you guys provide for like podcast episodes and blogs and newsletters. So I'm always trying to find ways to plug you guys because you give me so much and I want to give you, you know, something back in return. So, um, and if you liked this episode, please write me a review and, um, I will see you in two Tuesdays.